are, as Amy said, spend, we've been spending the whole month looking at the characters of Christmas. And what we're going to focus on for just a few more minutes here tonight is the idea that you and I are characters of Christmas as well. Turn to your neighbor and say, he's talking about you. You are quite a character. The Christmas story continues. It's not just a story that happened way back then, but it's really a story that's happening now. Today is also a story of new birth. It's a story of gifts. It's a story of wise men and women. I'm looking at all of you. It's a story of good news. It's a story of love. Or at least, it can be today. It's a story of a child. But it's not a story or a season only for children. There's something some of us adults find ourselves saying about Christmas. Maybe you've said it. Maybe you've heard someone else say it. It kind of goes like this. We love it for the kids. It's great for the kids. That it's not so much for us anymore, and it's mostly about the children and all their joy and wonder. And I, I get that totally. It is a delight to experience Christmas through the eyes of a child. I can't help but be curious on this Christmas Eve how this sounds to God, our parent, who still sees us as His children and wonders, perhaps, where our wonder went. I really love what Charles Dickens once said about Christmas. He said, it's good to be children sometimes and never better than at Christmas when its mighty founder was a child himself. That founder of our faith entered our world as we all do, as a child. This profound truth is what we celebrate each Christmas. The Son of God became human so that we humans could become daughters and sons, children of God. And as Dickens said, it is good to be children sometimes. And it is good to be God's children all the time. Amen? And I guess Jesus feels the same as he came to earth to the earth first as a child, yes, even an infant. At one point in Jesus' ministry, uh, he demonstrated what access and greatness look like in his kingdom, life with and according to him. And he did this by calling a child over and then saying, Truly I say to you, Unless you turn and become like children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Now there's something powerfully important being said here. Jesus is telling us that we have something to learn from children. Now I see that that's true. There's lots that kids can teach us. And at Christmas time, there's definitely one thing we can pick up from them. It's the thing I want to focus on tonight. Children know what to do with a gift. Open it, right? Usually, tear into it. And so I, want to, I just want to remind us tonight, and what I'm about to say is true for every living, breathing human being who is hearing these words, here in the room or with us online. The best news in the world is that God has given you a gift. The worst news is that too many of us leave this gift unopened. So, I want you to picture a gift sitting under the tree, right? This shouldn't be hard to do right about now. Your name is unmistakably written on the tag of that gift by someone who loves you. What do you want to do at that moment? I know what I want to do. 
I want to open it. That's right. And if we're a kid, we probably can't wait to tear into it. Friends, God has given us the gift of new and true life in Him. The one who made us, the one who knows us, the one who loves us. Life not just for now, but for eternity. A purposeful, meaningful life. And that while that life will be refined by trials and troubles that we all face, that life is now also capable of real joy and lasting peace. This is the gift. What am I going to do with this gift? This becomes our question. And when, of course, we put it this way, why would we leave such a gift unopened, untouched? Well, Probably because we've been hurt by others, or we're unsure of its giver. Fair enough. Let me assure you in the few minutes that I have with you here on this Christmas Eve, that Jesus knows a thing or two or two million about what it feels like to be hurt. He understands pain, and He is a healer. In fact, the wounds we carry in our souls, only He can heal. It's understandable to be cautious, especially if some of our hurt came from Christians or from the church. But believe me, we don't heal on our own. And when we try, we make it worse. So let me ask you to consider opening the gift of Jesus this Christmas. He can be trusted. At one point, Jesus says something really profound about this whole idea of gift giving and receiving and who God is. He says, if you, speaking to us human beings in the crowd, we can include ourselves in who he's addressing here. If you then, he says, though you are evil, now evil might sound a little harsh, but compared to God, I see where Jesus is coming from. So I can accept that. Okay, if you then, know, uh, if you then who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, something we've all been thinking about doing. If you have children or any other loved ones in your family, right? This is the time when we're giving gifts to them and trying to find good ones. If you know how to give good gifts to your children, Jesus says, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask Him? If this goodness resides in each of us, the desire to give gifts to, to those we love, how much more is the Father of infinite and perfect love ready and willing to give gifts to those who ask Him. This is faith. Choosing to believe that the one who wrote our name on that tag really does love us. And that His gifts for us are good. The act of faith is simply in the asking. Right? What does Jesus say? He will give good gifts to those who ask Him. This is really good news for every human soul. Those who ask Him. Not those who behave perfectly. I'm thankful for that, right? Not those who know a ton about the Bible. Not those who are really religious. Simply those who ask Him. Now we get this wrong, and who could blame us, right? Religion can really get this backwards and screw with our minds when it comes to how we think about God. And maybe that's the picture of God that's been painted For you, let me ask you a quick question. Who sees you when you're sleeping and knows when you're awake? Santa, that's right. I hear Santa Claus, that's true. The elf on the shelf, is that true? How about God? Yeah, all of the above, I think, right? I mean, if I were to really take this seriously, I think the answer is all of the above. And if we're honest, 
Such a view, when we include God with these other two characters of Christmas that we know and love, if we're honest, such a childlike view is more childish than childlike, right? It's one we need to outgrow. Far too often, we're unable to tell the difference between all of this right here. We just figure then we better watch out, like the song says, right? He knows if you've been bad or good, so I guess I should be good for goodness sake. We don't always picture God as a good parent, ready and eager to give us the good gift of life in Him. We picture Him looking for a reason to withhold His love and put us on the naughty list. But I'm here to tell you, you're already on the naughty list, and so am I. And the really good news of Jesus is that it doesn't matter. Neither does the nice list, by the way. Nice is overrated. So you can just toss both of those lists out. Lists don't matter. Lists of all the things I've done wrong. Lists of all the things I think have been done wrong to me. Or even the list I might keep in my head of all the right things I think I've done. Maybe especially that list. Lists don't matter. Only new life, which He freely gives by His grace. Maybe now, maybe this Christmas Eve is the time to replace limited and sometimes even oppressive ideas about God handed to us. Replace them with new ones that make us healthier and more whole. Let's go back to that gift under the tree. That gift from God to you and to me is the gift of a life. Picture that gift tucked under the tree. Maybe it's crowded out by a lot of other gifts, a lot of other stuff, the stuff we receive from the world with the stuff others give us, the stuff we, we even get for ourselves. But somewhere in there is that gift from God. Maybe it's been untouched for a long time. Maybe you've never quite ever opened it. What is that gift again? Grace, purpose, love, acceptance. I'm urging you tonight to find that inner kid inside you and tear into that gift. The giver means it for your good, gives it to you for your good. This gift of life in and with Christ is the one, is one that God offers anew to each of us and the chance to live it all the time. That gift is constantly being offered to us. Maybe you've never made that initial yes to Jesus. Now would be a great time to consider that. You can even scan the QR code on the seat back in front of you, and you'll find that there's a button there where you can start a conversation with us about what it means to say yes to Jesus, accepting that initial, for that first time that gift of salvation. But then, for those of us who've already accepted that gift, who've been walking with Jesus, there's always that continual yes, that living of the life that comes with that yes, So for a lot of us, this might be where we are tonight. The gift is not so much untouched. The gift is right here. It looks like this. You know exactly what the gift is. There's no mystery left here. There is the gift. And you you know exactly what to do. You know how good it is to walk with Christ. But maybe for some reason, maybe you've gotten distracted, maybe you've gotten hurt, maybe you've just gotten busy, maybe you've gotten a little selfish if we're honest. Who knows what? I don't know. But you've been neglecting that gift, that gift of life in Him. It is ready and it is waiting for you again like a brand new fresh Christmas day. You're a kid. It's a bike. You know what to do. There's only one thing, right? You're a child of God. It's life in Christ. There's still just that one thing to do. Tear into it. Amen? 
This is the gift that keeps on giving Christmas and the life that Christmas makes possible isn't a once-and-done thing. Keep tearing into it. Keep enjoying it. There's this uh, place in 1 John chapter 3 where John just enthusiastically reminds us, see what great love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called what? Children of God. And that is what we are. I don't care how many earthly years you got under your belt, you are eternally young, a child of God. We adults learn a lot of hard lessons in life, but too often the wrong ones. We learn suspicion, we learn anger, even hate. We learn to pull back, we learn to protect ourselves. But there are other lessons, better ones, that we learn as children of the kingdom. We learn trust and love and joy because God is always with us. Diedrich Bonhoeffer was a pastor during World War II, theologian, really thoughtful, uh, devoted Christian, gave his life in resistance to Nazi Germany. And at one point, he's writing about Christmas, and he makes this statement, which is perfectly appropriate for what we're talking about tonight. He wrote, God makes us happy as only children can be happy. God wants to be with us wherever we may be in our sin and our suffering and death. We're no longer alone. God is with us. Because this is true, this is what he says. Check this out. Therefore, we adults can rejoice deeply within our hearts under the Christmas tree, perhaps much more than the children are able. Because, see, we have come to comprehend and grasp how great the real Christmas gift is of Jesus. We've come to appreciate and understand the new life that it makes possible. And so we can rejoice even more deeply than perhaps even the joy of ch and childlike wonder that kids experience. I hope that can be true for us, for you and for me on this Christmas Eve and every day. That with a child's depth and wonder and sense of possibility, we can rejoice deeply, trust fully, love liberally, because we are coming to know and love the one who gave his life for us. We cannot afford to leave that gift unopened. Amen? Speaking of gifts, and speaking of opening, and speaking of receiving, I want you to take a moment, if you grabbed a bread and cup on your way in, I invite you to take, grab that. There's a table in the back. It's not too late. You can easily still make your way back there and get a bread and cup here. As we think about giving, as we think about God's love, I'm just reminded of Jesus' words. He says, I've come that they may have life and have it in abundance. That's certainly the gift that we're talking about. It's a way to describe what I've been talking about tonight, that gift of God underneath that tree, so to speak. And when, when Jesus was preparing his disciples for what we are now about to remember, he said, this is my body, what? Given for you. That in love, God knows the gift that we need, and he gives it. That's what love does. So I'm going to urge you one last time, friend. Open this gift of life in Jesus for all it's worth. Tear into it. Because believe me when I say, it is worth a lot. Worth more than any other gift you've ever been given. Worth everything. Because it costs Jesus everything. Let's take the bread and remember his body. Given for us.
and we take the cup, thanking him for the love that is, that is behind that sacrifice, the grace that it makes possible. It's a gift, and we receive it. Let's take and drink together. Let's pray. Lord, on this Christmas Eve, our hearts are full because it's a moment for us to remember just how much you love us, love this world, love the people on this planet, that you would choose to come and be one of us all the way down to an infant, Lord, that you would begin human life as we all begin it, that you would, in a, just a powerful way, sanctify and honor childhood and as being a child yourself, and then reminding us that it's with the faith of a child that we come to you because we are eternally your children. You are our loving Father. We thank you for that. So Lord, help us not to approach this truth or this season, and certainly not you, Lord, with a kind of adult detachment uh, that, that kind of makes us feel as though we, we've got it all figured out. We, we know everything that we need to know, but instead infuse us with some of that childlike wonder that still stands in a bit of awe that any of this could have ever happened, that you love, would love us that much. That's an awesome thing to consider, and we thank you for the chance to do so. Thank you for your love, and it's in your powerful name we pray. Amen.